Alright everybody, what's going on? This is episode 4 of The Output. Uh, today we have a special treat. Got my man Andre Miles, what up? aka Dirty 30, yeah, I'm in, the, in building. the building. Um, me and Andre played uh, football together back at APU. Um, definitely cherish the time that we got to spend, spend together on the yeah. field, off the field. Um, and I'm definitely glad he's able to... You know, just uh, spread some words of wisdom, some knowledge, his perspective on things, his perspective on life, business, um, and, and just, you know, how it all encompasses. So, Dre, for the people out there who don't necessarily know who you are, uh, don't know your story, yeah. floor is yours, my man. Hey, well, I, I just first and foremost want to open up the floor um, and say thank you so much, Crush, for having me on the show and um, sitting here and talking to the people. You know, my goal um, and life was to be, you know, as successful as I could, Crutch. So I always used um, the things that I was good at, and those things happened to be sports for me. You know, growing up, I, I wasn't, you know, a, a classroom guy. I made decent grades. You know, I, I was one of those guys who made the honor roll, Crutch. But, you know, if you if you ask me a question about a test I just took two days later, I don't know the answer. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling. I don't know. You know, I, I was really good at passing the test and getting the grade, but I didn't really feel like I retained a lot, so I just did it for football mm -hmm. because I was always thought to go. I was always taught to go to school, right? To get a good job. That was job kind of the or, narrative. You got to go to school. Yeah. You got to go, get into a good, yeah. good school. Got to get your degree, yeah. and then that'll get you into the corporate or whatever yeah. job. Yes, that. sir. I hear you. 100 percent of the time, and that was the biggest thing for me. Crutches is making sure I use my athletic ability to get me up out of. Uh, the community I grew up in, you know, my social location is the Inland Empire, and that's Southern mm -hmm. California. For those of you guys who are listening to this, to, to this podcast all over the world, um, that's really close to, you know, San Bernardino, California, um, one of the poorest counties um, in, in our country. You know, that's not too far away from Los Angeles County, um, where you had a watch rise and some things that, that took place in history. So the inner city that I grew up in was very much a place. Uh, where you wanted to get out, right? No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It was yeah. a place where you wanted to get out, and uh, I use my athletic, my athletic ability crutch. Uh, I've been playing football since I was seven. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here today for you at 27 years old, and I just recently stopped playing football about two years ago. Right. Um, so, so football took me all the way to junior college. Uh, I wasn't recruited out of high school. Right. Um, went to junior college. When my first junior college, I was a little bit of a knucklehead of Ventura. Uh, got kicked out of there oh. um, and had to learn that man Andre you know what wherever you go you take you with you right so if you keep taking the same attitude with you everywhere you go you're gonna keep getting the same results so I ended up leaving uh, Ventura College out by Oxnard out by Santa Barbara out, I left the beach area man where right. it was nice and sunny crunched the, the breeze is blowing every day you mm -hmm. get a chance to see the sunset every day I was just living this like euphoric life right and uh, I transitioned to Mount Sac College mm-hmm when I made that transition, Crutch, I had to become a new person. I had to become a new person athletically. I had to become a new person mentally. I had to become a new person physically, uh, because my required my, my environment required me to be new now. Right. I couldn't I couldn't perform at the level I performed at in high school because everybody was a, a first team All American. Everybody you mm -hmm. know was a superstar in their own right on that team. So I had to learn that man it's, it's the things that I was not aware of such as what speed training mm -hmm. lifting weights is the things that you, it's not the things that you know Andre that hurt you it's the things that you don't know so it was the the, the, the understanding my diet crush understanding how to go to speed training understanding how to get a weight coach understanding the, you know the important nutrition that really changed my game so I ended up getting a, a scholarship from Mount Sac uh, to where me and you came together, crushing, and we went back to back champions over there. Yes, sir. And uh, that was something. Yes, <laughs> that yes, was sir. something special, man. So that's just a little bit about you know where I am, you know today, and uh, where I'm going. Okay. 
I, I know, like you were saying, you had to change your mindset. By the time me and you uh, cross paths, and we know kind of the same people, some of the same people. Right. So it's kind of crazy that we didn't cross paths. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, by the time we cross paths, uh, being at APU, you know, I was a, a sophomore, and uh, I was going into my sophomore year. It was the spring of my sophomore year. Um, here comes a ju- JUCO transfer with a do-rag on in the first meeting. And, and, and I remember thinking, okay, who's this guy? He has to play DB because we were in the defensive meeting room. And, and one of the main things I, I realized early on, just how much of a student you were, um, you know, we would, we would be doing install on the first week. And it's really just, you know, it, first week install is really just where you line up, right? And, and I can just remember Andre going over uh, past concepts. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, Dre, we not, we not there yet. <laughs> We're not at the past concepts. Right. Yet. We, we learning how to line up. Yeah. But, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, my, my impression was he understood how important it was to get in the playbook, to make sure he was yeah. meticulous about what he needed to do and be yeah. ready for that moment when it came so that when we did win those championships, when we were put into those positions where we needed him to perform at a, at a high level, he had already ran through it so many times in yeah. his mind, and, and especially on the practice field, he had gone through it. Yeah. I feel like that was... That, that was that was definitely a big thing for me, Crush. You know, being a student of the game, you know, because I came from the inner city, Crush, where mm-hmm. we just came off a raw talent. Right. And when you start going to institutions like such as... Uh, Azusa Pacific or a place where you have D Division One collegiate athletes around you like I wanted to become you see that you know being raw and, and just playing football wasn't enough mm-hmm. these people not only knew how to line up but they knew how to adjust their bodies if a block came on them a certain way Yeah, they knew how to make adjustments if it was a certain type of coverage and mm-hmm. different things like that so I really started to learn like man I don't know football I know how to play football but yeah. when it comes down to the actual business of it I don't know it you know it's like a language I don't speak it's kind of like you know what I, I saw football like like a, a computer programmer who don't mm-hmm. read computer language nah. you get me yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was like hearing Spanish for somebody who don't talk Spanish right. you get me so I started to really learn like man that's a lot that I don't know about this mm-hmm. so let me dive and become a student of the game because I felt like that was the biggest asset that I could bring to the table right I said cool you know if, if I'm gonna be on a team I need to be the best me I can be mm-hmm. and what does that look like it looks like each person performing their job to the best that they can to make sure that collectively as a unit right. we move together so so how does that transfer for you now into to what you're doing outside of the game it, it does do you think that that correlates for you uh, you know what, what what are the similarities what are some of the differences yeah and and I'm glad you asked that question because I think a lot of people ask you know that question in life what's the separator you know what what is that that's gonna be that competitive edge or or what is that what is that you can do to, to you know set yourself apart from the masses mm-hmm. and I think you know when it comes down to it crutch we have an advantage just by being a human being right you would me like this wall cannot stop being this wall right this this microphone that I'm talking on crutch cannot be a microphone yeah <laughs> you know the monkey yeah. cannot not be a monkey like everything has its place with a human being we can think we have this this neocortex in our brain that allows us to analyze break things down and most mm-hmm. people think oh my god the human being is the most phenomenal specimen is this and that and which is true you know, we, we have a lot of different, our, our DNA system alone, Chris, like, man, just just to have all the chromosomes that we have and all different things that are going on is really, really unique. Right. Um, so, you know, being being human and you look at those things, you say, man, human beings are special, but what really makes us special, Chris, is the collaboration that we have amongst one another. Mm-hmm. Because I want you to think about it, Crush. 
anything that you do in your life requires someone else. Has to. You, you know, like people. It, 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 people. People are your biggest asset. You know, and, and in this world, we at a at a point where it's taught to I, I, me, I, and mine. Yeah. Are some of the worst words that you have in the, in the English language. Uh, just, know? just a sidebar. Uh, like you're saying, building on relationships and people. I think sometimes when you come from those inner cities, those rough times, it, it's me against the world. Yeah. That's the mentality sometimes in order to cope with what you're going on. And, and those are real problems. But, but when you have that back up against the wall, it's me against the world. Sometimes you don't open up and allow yourself to see, man, I have this person. I have this person. If I reach out, I have this person. And, and then it just spiders. He knows him. Yeah. And, and he knows her. Yeah. And she knows, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. So, so when... Like you were saying, just relationships are so key, yeah. so important to, to life itself. Yeah. It, it, it's it, it can't be put into words no. because, I mean, just like, like me and you, like I said, we, we know a lot of the same people, but if it wasn't for people like Coach Cruz, yeah. who recruited both of us, yeah. you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like we wouldn't have never, yeah. it, it's a chance that we would have never crossed paths. Yeah. We've never been here today. Yeah. And, and, you know, I would never know your story. You would right. never know my story. Yeah. So it, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, like, what you could really tap into and have around you. You know, I think, you know, the, one of the biggest issues today is people are afraid to ask questions because they're they are so afraid of the ridicule. They're so afraid to, to, to ruin their image and the, and the appearance of the public. They, they People walk around and create these, these stigmas about themselves in their own mind, and that stigma is, I'm not good enough. I won't be enough. People just care about what other people think. Way too much, Crutch. And, and what I learned is that don't let somebody else's opinion of you become your reality. Meaning that someone else's opinion of you, Crutch, doesn't have to become a reality unless you unless you allow it to be. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, so many people's lives are shaped by what your mama think about you. Yeah. What your daddy think about you. And that's huge. <laughs> what your cold oh. <laughs> like, like, especially when you deal with, like, parents, yeah. siblings, oh, my wife. Like, so many people are crippled by those opinions. I'll, I'll say this. And, and tell me tell me if you agree or not. For me, when, when I think about opinions on, on a micro level and, like, my day-to-day um, things like my day to day decisions. Yeah, I don't even care. Like, like it doesn't it doesn't matter what people think. Mm-hmm. Now, when I think big picture, I'm like the legacy that I want to leave. Then yeah. I understand like that does play yeah. into effect. So I feel like it's both. You you can you, you can care and you can not care. Yeah. But but I think they have their perspective their respective places. Yeah. And and like you're saying, man, like people really care what their mom thinks. Yeah. Like there's so many people who are so crippled by what their mom thinks. Yeah. That they're never gonna like they're gonna lose mm-hmm. like in life yeah because they're something happened to their mom yeah. you know their mom was was stifled by her mom mm-hmm. and 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 that just created a, a trend and and nobody wants to step up to the plate to stop the trend right so I, I have I I feel really and I, I'm glad we're kind of in this place because I, I feel like it, it's so important for people to understand like like at the end of the day, when you're when you're 80 in a retirement home, 99% of the opinions of other people does not matter at all. Like like who cares if Susan at work thinks that uh, you don't know how to do your job? Like, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like 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 okay, your mom said yeah. that you're not. Uh, are you sure you want to go into uh, owning your own business? Like people do a lot of things. Out of, people say a lot of things out of fear, and then yeah. and then that because people are so. Um, caught up in the opinions of others, it stifles them and allows them to. It doesn't allow them 
to grow. Yeah. Um, and and I said entrepreneurship mainly because you know yeah. I understand that you are an entrepreneur. Yes, sir. Um, what, let me ask this: what, what do you think about entrepreneurship today? And 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 it's kind of almost cool now. Yeah. You know, like the athlete or or the rapper back right. like back when we were kids, like that was that was yeah. tight. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So so what do you think about that? And how do you combat the stigma of the the fake entrepreneur and then, you know, where you're at? Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing about entrepreneurship is realizing that entrepreneur is different from being self-employed and being an entrepreneur, right? You know, I grew up in an urban community and I always thought there was two ways of making money. And those two ways is either legal and illegal, right? You know what I'm saying? You had a job, but you sold a little, a little something on the side. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You braiding a little hair, but you don't have the, the hair license for it. Mm-hmm. You sell a chicken, but you don't got a food license. All these different things, yeah. you know, that we say, oh, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. Well, if you got caught doing it, it was illegal. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thought that making money, you know what I'm saying, came down to two ways of making money. And I thought you could either, you know, do something legal or you could do something illegal. But either way, it was to get the money. Right. You know? So until I learned in business that there's only four ways of making money. That you have the first way you can be an employee, meaning that you get paid by the hour. Crush, they don't pay Crush to be a good person. They pay Crush because he has a title. We don't pay Crush, we pay his title. Yeah. You get me? The only way he's going to get more paid is if we change his title. Mm-hmm. Meaning that we don't pay him for performance. We don't pay him to smile. We don't pay him to be a nice person. We pay him to, to perform the title. If you're a cashier, I don't care if you're the best cashier here and you have somebody else, Crush, that's doing your job and they don't perform good at all, at the, at the end of the day, you guys are going to walk home with the same amount of money. Right. You know, and then you have a, what, what you have is a self-employed person. This is a self-employed person says, I'm not going to go get a job because what you guys are being paid, you with me, let's say in, in two days, I can make in one hour. And a self-employed person is like your doctor, your barber, your actor, your singer, your lawyer, your musician, your ball player. These people are paid by performance. If they do good, crutch, they get paid good. If they do a great job, crutch, they get paid great. You with me? The only problem about it is when you have somebody like an Odell Beckham who goes out and catches the ball and comes down on his foot, mm-hmm. what happens to his income if he no longer can perform and do what he did to create that kind of income? Right. It's just the same thing as if an employee loses a job. Mm-hmm. So I always thought, you know, an entrepreneur was somebody who, who, who did some type of skill or had some type of performance until I realized that that's not an entrepreneur at all. And that's actually the myth of entrepreneurship. And most people who call themselves entrepreneurs are not. Because what an entrepreneur is, an entrepreneur is a person who says, instead of becoming the barber crutch, I want to own the barber shop. Yeah. You with me? Instead of just going out and becoming the lawyer, I want to own the law firm. Mm-hmm. Get me? Instead of just going out and be an MD, a medical doctor, I want to have a medical practice. Right. You get me? Instead of just going out and being the athlete, I want to run the sports agency, LeBron James. <laughs> you yeah. get me? Meaning yeah. that what? You have money and people at work. Meaning that crutch, if crutch back go out, you know what I'm saying? If God forbid something happens to him, you get me, he still has money coming in. So entrepreneurs are somebody crutch who wants to do something one time and get paid on it for a lifetime. You get me? Like Sam Walton. That may that name might not ring a, a bell to a lot of people, but I bet you Walmart does. Yeah. <laughs> you get me? You know, uh Steve Jobs, that name might not ring a bell to a lot of people, but I bet you Apple does. Right. You know, Bill Gates, you know, that that name might not ring a bell to a lot of people, but I'm sure Microsoft does. Right. You know, like we sit in this this fully lighted office, man, I appreciate the lights. You know, I don't know where they came from, but I, I, I sure know Thomas Edison had something to do with it. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So entrepreneur is a person who goes out and does something one time and wants to get paid on it for a lifetime. Uh-huh. And then what they do is they take their money and go out and invest it. You get me? Go out and get, hire their money to make more money. Right. You get me? That's called living off interest income. That's called residual income. That's not called working income. And I started learning the difference between being an entrepreneur and being self-employed. And I realized, Crutch, I was only self-employed. I was only as good as my last performance. Yeah. Because most people, when they look at, you know, they say, oh, my God, my job is my biggest asset. Well, actually, it's not your biggest asset. Your biggest asset is your ability to perform your job. Because mm-hmm. if you ever lose that ability to perform it, how will you get a check? Right. And that's the dilemma that 95% of Americans are facing. So, so what's your what's your tip? Because for for me, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship um, is, has a lot to do with selling. Because, yes, like you said, you want to have the barber shop, but somebody has to get the client. That's right. So, so for me, I I don't I'm not a seller. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm great with people. Right. But so, what do you? I I feel like too many people are trying to be entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. putting CEO in their Instagram right. bios. When, when they don't have a business, like no. like you have a side hustle. Yeah, exactly. You, you know self, I mean? yeah. Like like, like you said, you're, you're self employed. Yeah. And and some people aren't aren't some people don't have the DNA to be an entrepreneur. No. no. Like like for me, I, I just don't got it. So mm-hmm. what would you what would you say to those people? Uh, would you? I, I think that there's some great tendencies of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Hard work, dedication, right. uh, confidence in yourself. Right. And, and I think that I have some entrepreneur tendencies mm-hmm. but I wouldn't consider myself an entrepreneur right so so what's your take on 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 that you know when I look at those kind of things because I always used to say the same thing like man you know like our entrepreneurs is born you know like are, are they just born like you know like how a girl and a boy is born like is somebody born an employee or somebody born a business owner you know like what makes that mm-hmm. and I realize is that it, it, they're not birthed at all they're made you know, an entrepreneur is somebody who wants to go out and solve a problem, you know, but they want to do it on a scale crutch. You know, the biggest thing is that, you know, right now you're, you might not see yourself as an entrepreneur, which you are because you're taking a risk right now. Yeah. You get me taking a risk to come out and, and get your podcast out on the air and this may bless someone. You get me, and maybe it's one or two people, but you are because why? You have distribution for yourself. Mm-hmm. You give me this one podcast, we can drop it, and it can go 15 million people around the world can hear it. Right. You get me, and if we pay you a dollar per here, then there you go. Yeah. You get me? So the biggest thing about that crutch was realizing that, man, entrepreneurs aren't born, they're made. So what are they doing to make that? Just like a football player, you weren't born a football player. No. That was something you made yourself. Mm-hmm. You get me? People aren't born chefs. That's something that they learn. But it, it, to, to that point, right? you know, not everybody's LeBron. You know no. what I mean? Like, yes, like there's some God-given talent. Oh, for sure. That, so, and, and I'm glad that you said podcast because... That, that really changed my mind. I didn't, I thought about it that way, but I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. So, so what do you say to the people who aren't born, who aren't the LeBrons of the world? Right. Yes, sir. Who, who aren't, who, who maybe can grow into mm. a certain, at a certain level of entrepreneurship, yeah. but they're not going to be the Bill Gates and mm. the Steve Jobs, right. you know, of, of the world. Yeah. Do you think that, you know, it's, it's good for them to just be content with where they're at, maximize where their their strengths, double down on their own yeah. strengths, and, and and be okay with with that. Or I'm really glad you asked me that question, Crush, because that's a question that I stuck myself to. Like, man, how do you base you know success? Because everybody lived for success is totally different. Because some one person might be able to beat LeBron and one person might not. You know, but, but I think the biggest thing about that is realizing 
that you're not going to judge a fish, you get me, based on how fast it can fly. You're not going to judge a bird based on how fast it can swim. You're not going to judge a dolphin based on how good it gallops. You right. get me? So meaning that you can't put something in somebody that got left out. But what you can do is an entrepreneur crutch. What they do is say, cool, I know what I'm good at. I'm going to work in my strength zone. John C. Maxwell is one of my favorite authors. And he always talks about working in your strength zone. You get me? So I started working in my strength zone crutch and started wanting to go out and look for people who worked in their strength zone. That's called the ability to put together a team. Right. You get me? So when you put together a team crutch, you can work in your field of expertise, right? While allowing other people to work in their field of expertise. But when you come together, what I was talking about collectively, you get me? It comes together as a whole. Because right. crutch, nobody, it, nobody that you know that's successful that they got there on their own. I promise you that. Even if you're a solo artist singing, you know what I'm saying? A lot of songs are written for people that's ghostwriters. Yeah. You know, they didn't write that song. Shout out to Drake. You get me? me. <laughs> like for real, like shout out, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. but, but you give it to somebody that perform and guess what that does for you? Is what you just completed your circle. I can't sing that, Neo. But you know, I can write this song for you, yeah. Beyonce. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Beyonce, when you go perform that song, I can get compensated because what? I I, I worked in my strength zone. Right. You get me? I worked in my strength zone. I think the pe- people got to do is start realizing like 50 Cent said, is man, I didn't graduate from Harvard, but the people who worked for me did. So it's just a switch in mentality. Right. It's a switch in the mind. But so many people don't work on their mindset crutch because they've been conditioned. Sure. They've been conditioned to think poverty. Let me give you an example of poverty thinking, right? People don't understand the laws of the universe. They understand the laws that govern the world, but they don't understand the laws of the universe. Because just as, as things that we know, crutch, stop signs govern what? When cars go. You know what I'm saying? Police officers govern, you know, what a human being can and cannot do. You get me? But there's other laws as well, crutch, that you cannot see. Oh, I don't believe, I don't believe in the law of gravity. Okay, well, cool. Let me take you to the top of a mountain. And you yeah. jump off and see if you go up. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to believe in it. You know what or I'm saying? To, like, to yeah, like, just because you can't see electricity, crush, but if you know if you stick your finger in that socket. That's it. All she wrote. Yeah. Because electricity can give life. It can create beautiful things. It's creating life and electricity to the apple and to the microphone. But it can also, if it's used in the wrong way. Right. Destroy. So just the laws that are governed by God that they have here, such as the law of reciprocity, the law of attraction, people don't understand how to use them. Right. And the most of the time they use them against themselves because we're not aware. You get me? Like, like Crutch, if I'm not from this country and I know what to do, but do I do what I know all the time? Meaning that, Crutch, if I, if I go up to a stop sign and I don't stop, I can't be mad at the police officer that's giving me a ticket. Because it doesn't stop. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah. But when I don't have the awareness of it at all, Crutch, mm-hmm. how can you be mad at me? And right. that's what's going on with most people. They get results that they don't want in their life, Crutch. They, they, it's like them planting a tree mm-hmm. and they getting frustrated with the fruit that it bears. You get me? So when they they what they do, Crutch, they look at the fruit and say, oh my God, I didn't want this fruit. So they chop off a branch. And a few months later, Crutch, the branch grows back and it same. produces the same fruit. So then they start doing it one better. They start cutting off, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to cut off this. I'm going to cut it down to a stump. You get me? Next thing you know, the trees grows back, Crutch, same the fruit. same fruit. But they don't realize it's the roots. You got to go down there and deep root, unroot that thing uh-huh. that's up in you plant something new in order for you to get new fruit you know so the biggest thing about that crutch is really having the awareness you know I'm what I'm just saying? gonna go there what's your take on self-awareness because I, I, I me personally I think it's huge like yeah. it, it's one of my one of my pillars 
like self-awareness and and this will kind of be the last thing that i want to talk about yeah but self-awareness empathy and humility mm. well, let, I, i'd like to start with with self-awareness though what, what's your what's i think crutch you know a person can't really maximize their potential or their environment until they realize this simple story i'm gonna share with you right now it was a it was an indian a chief and it was his grandson and he said he asked his father he asked his grandfather he said grandfather how can you change the world you know how can you go out and change the world and he said grandson you know what i realized a long long time ago that a man cannot change the world but if a man can change himself maybe he can impact his community mm-hmm. and if it, it this is how it goes if a man can change himself crush maybe he can impact his family and if he can impact his family maybe his family can impact the community and if the community has an impact, maybe it can impact the world. But it all starts with self. You get me? And I think too many people look outside of themselves, crutch, for these quick fixes, and they don't find it because they don't realize that man, you got to be able to love yourself. You got to be able to put yourself in a position and think of yourself as as if you're one of the most prized possessions that you are. You got to think of yourself as a rare jewel, something that's rare, crutch. Is the reason that makes it rare because there's not a lot of them out there. But people don't look at themselves as that. They don't look and realize that, man, my fingerprint, there's only one of these. My DNA, my, 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 my biological makeup, there's only one of these. The, the odds of being a human is 400 and trillion to one. You, you get me? And, and not only being a human being, but being you, Chris. There's never going to, there can be somebody who looks like you, Chris, but there will never be a person who has your fingerprint. There'll never be another person, Chris, who's going to be exactly like you because when God created you, for those who believe in a higher being, Right, when God created people, he created them and broke the mold. And he called you to be original. So why are so many people going out there trying to be a copy? Right. And that's why people are so frustrated because they don't love themselves. They look outside of it and project somebody else's life and their image onto them. And when it doesn't match up, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're frustrated. So, so being being self-aware to know what your strengths are, oh, yeah. what you're good at. That's right. And then auditing yourself along the way yeah. to, to get where you want to be. Exactly. Was the basis. Yeah. So much, and, and then allowing for once you're good, you, you you can't like you said you can't help others or change others mm-hmm. if if you're not good. Like you can't make an impact if you're not good. No. Not consistently no. over time. Yeah. So so once once you're good within yourself, then that's what allows you to make a positive impact on yeah. your family, yeah. on your loved ones, on yeah. the community. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That, that's, that's, awesome, that's the biggest thing and I think you know it really has to have a great deal of that second principle that you mentioned is empathy you know empathy comes you know from a place of of realizing that you, you strip away your own idea and put yourself in somebody else's situation as you to say the reason that this person thinks like that the reason that this person acts like that the reason that the way they are is because if I was in the same exact situation if I grew up with the same parents the same sister in the same environment I probably would think the way they do right. but most people what they do is they see different and different in our society you would we created a society where different means bad instead of learning from our differences and saying hey crutch you know what man I, that's a water hose you get me and if I have a car if you put the water hose on the car we put them together we can get a car wash Right. You know, but too many people say, "Ew, that's a water hose." I have a car, and you know, yeah. those little type of things it, cre- it creates a separation, and we never have the unity that we need because we can't put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. That's what I mean, like, like it. That's why I said those three things because it all's full circle. Yeah. Just like you said, "Ew, I, I have a car. I don't want to water hose." Like, 
can you not be humble enough to say who am I? Right. You know what I mean? Like like why 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 do people think sometimes that they're so so good that just because somebody's different than them mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they don't have something to offer. Yeah. You can't you can't get a car wash from the person who has a car and the person who has a water hose if you're not humble enough to understand that this car alone is not gonna sustain me for the rest of my life. <laughs> no. It's I not. myself am not gonna be I'm not uh, the best thing since sliced bread, no. as they used to say back in the day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So being being humble, yeah. being empathetic, and then being self. I think it's self awareness number one. Yeah. You got to know yourself. Yeah. And and then empathy. Mm-hmm. Once you're empathetic for others, then then the humility to know yeah. you're not it. Yeah. Like like I I understand. You know I I can't be mad. If no one listens to this podcast, right? It just is what it is. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm humble enough to know, if no one listens, no one listens. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll have a, a laugh at you know we got to talk. Yeah. And 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 I'll enjoy that piece. Yeah. But like, how how can I expect? How can I be on a high horse enough to say, oh, if you're not li- oh, if you're not listening to this, you know, something's wrong with you, or right. you know, we're beefing, or mm-hmm. come on now. I think you know you gotta put yourself in a position, fresh, to, to say you know what. I'm just doing the best that I can do. And when I do all that I can do, all you can do is enough. You know, and you've taken the time, you know what I'm saying, to, to just put something out there for people, Crutch, is something that in yourself is a humbling experience. Because how many people will have the, the ability to take the time out of their day and do something for another person? And, and the intent of this show is exactly that. Yeah. The intent of this is exactly that. Yeah. Not And, and I come from the perspective of talking to someone not talking down at them yep. sometimes people get things like this and, mm-hmm. and they want to talk down at people and say I have the answers and yep. follow me yeah. but I, I I, my intent is is, is pure mm-hmm. and, and that's why I want to have people like you on I know I know your intent Yeah. I know your intent Yeah. And, and if people can understand that there's so many people in the world today that have good intent yeah but their message not, might not be presented in the right way or they need to work on their delivery or whatever the case is, but that the intent is good, mm-hmm. we'll thrive, man. Yeah, we will. And, you know, I, you know that, that's what creates economics anyway, you know, is that we blessed by a global economy. we blessed by, you know, the hands of other men. And I think it's humbling experience to realize, Crush, even the coffee that people wake up to drink in the morning, if it wasn't for, you know, the coffee grower mm-hmm. out in Spain yeah. who grew that coffee, you would be, they made money for growing it. Mm-hmm. The people who came up, you know what, crush and, and, and filled it the coffee. You give me, they made money for filling it. The people who want to go ahead and box it up, mm-hmm. they made money. You know, the graphic designer who designed the Folgers can, they made money. When they shipped it over here to America, you give me, the shipping company made money. Mm-hmm. You give me, when they delivered it, the delivery service makes money. The, the person who put the your coffee into a machine makes money money and I think you know when you look at the economics of it you say man how are we making this money by what people you give me people even a even a simple cup of coffee has so much economics in it that that's that's a humbling experience in itself mm-hmm. you with me just looking at you know the economics of the world yeah. and, and realizing man I play a big part in it you know because your contribution today you never know how far your contribution will go and most of the time when you're doing something how you doing crutch most of the time our contributions outlive us you know, Martin Luther King. That's the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, even if no one listens to it mm-hmm. in the next week or two, the fact that, you know, my, my grandkids, my great-grandkids will be able to say, that was a cool episode. Yeah. That, that. When, when, when 
when Grandpa had had Dre on. Yeah. That that was cool. That's it. And and that's just so awesome to me. Yeah, that's it. You know, having those having those those things that that are timeless. Mm-hmm. And I think you know what you're doing, Crutch, being being involved. You know, being in business, being young, and being married, being a being an athlete. You know, having all the goals and the aspirations that you have, and just sitting here taking the time out of your day is something that's super special. You know, it's special, and uh, you know. It's gonna take you places, crush. Like man, me being in business, I never thought that I was gonna be in a position to help people make six or seven hundred dollars in an hour. You know, that's kind of money that used to take my mom two weeks to make, mm-hmm. working at Kaiser, or working at you know, working the little jobs that she had. And you know, now to have the impact that we have, crush, you just never know the impact that you're gonna have on somebody until you just keep doing what you're doing. Right. You know, you you'll be a household name. You, it just depends on crush your attention with it. And I think as long as your intentions stay pure, you know, as long as you stay on the right path, you'll have some temporary defeats. Yeah. But it's only temporary. Yeah. You know, the Bible says. And I like it. I, it's, yeah, yeah, I kind of, I'm weird. I told my mom the other day, I kind of like it. Yeah. Because then, like, all the people that are, uh, like, like, okay, see me in, in five years. Yeah. Like, I'm, willing, I'm willing to wait. Yeah. I'm willing to wait. I'm right. willing to wait, and I'm going to save your number on my phone, and then in five years when I win, yeah. it, it's what now? Oh yeah, you know what I mean? exactly, man. Because that's that's what it takes. You know, most people overestimate what they can do in a year, and underestimate what they can do in five years or a decade. Right. You know, they just overestimate it, and then most of the time, they trade God's timing for the time clock they put on themselves, and that's the biggest mistake. Like, what if Thomas Edison he stopped at the nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine times? It took him ten thousand times to figure out how to create the light bulb. But most of us don't have that that perseverance, that mentality to say, I'm going to figure this out. They look at defeat and you run away from the first line of it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and to have any success in life, you're going to meet Mr. Failure. Yeah. Mr. Failure is a doorkeeper for success. He's the person that says, okay, success, what? Yeah. Who is that? It's me, Mr. Failure. Crushfield wants to come through. Not yet. Give him some more trials, some more tribulations so he can build up his strength. Oh, he quit. He wasn't ready for success. Right. But man, this dude keeps knocking on the door. He won't go away. All right, let him on in. Right, because anytime you know you you you, you, you go up on a cliff and you, and you want to do something different, you have to jump. You know, you have to make that jump, like Steve Harvey said. I think yeah. you know, too many people aren't willing to jump because they're so paralyzed with fear. Instead of seeing an opportunity, they find a problem in every opportunity. Just being patient. That's it. Extremely patient. Yes. Extremely patient. Yes. And it's something I didn't I didn't understand. Especially growing up, the way we grew up pretty similar, mm-hmm. um, you know, like growing growing up, not having some of the necessary things, yeah. And and for people who are listening, this is not a shot on my parents, right? Because as hard as it was for me, it was ten times harder for them. When, whenever you're able to look into your parents' eyes and see the frustration and and uh, the guilt that they feel in themselves. Like, like that'll cripple you enough. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So when you come from that, you, you want the good job. You want to go to school yeah. in four years. You want to make the 50000 thinking that yeah. 50000 is you old. Yeah. You know, I've never seen that kind of money before. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you, short, you, you get short-term or micro success, mm-hmm. and, and you leave on a macro level so many dollars on the table Man. because you were so caught up in Man. trying to get that 50 mm-hmm. that 60 
62. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, and if people were more patient, mm-hmm. and, and I say people, and I, I really am talking to myself. Yeah. If, if we were just more patient and, and self-aware to know what we were good at mm-hmm. and, and double down on that and then be patient through the process, we'd win. We would. And, you know, the reason that people aren't, don't have patience is because they want instant gratification. You know, we grew up in a world where our generation takes a burrito that's supposed to be in the microwave for 57, 60 seconds, and we stop it at 58 seconds. So you can wait the extra two seconds for the burrito in the microwave. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything's in Like, everything is instant, you know? And I think when people are doing something because they don't have an instant success, they look at people on TV and feel like they just arrived. Mm-hmm. But they don't see that this person is rapping or singing or dancing or cooking. They didn't see, you know what I'm saying, that Walt Disney went bankrupt, you know what I'm saying, eight different times. They didn't see, you know, that Oprah Winfrey, you know, at 24, 25 years old was, was, was looking for a job. You know, they didn't see, you know, that Tony Robbins got beat by his mom from Azusa, California. He says, I created this motherfucker, Tony Robbins. That's what he says. I created this Tony that you look at and you see mm-hmm. this Tony Robbins. I created this person. Mm-hmm. What? Out of my trials, out of my tribulations, out of the things that challenged me, made me me. Mm-hmm. I can't take away my challenges in life because if I take away my challenges in life, crutch, that means I have to take away all the strength that my challenges gave me. Right. And people don't get strength from their challenges because they let challenges become excuses and excuses to quit. Mm-hmm. And when you have that type of mentality, crutch, human beings are habitual creatures. Meaning yeah. we, we do things by habit. Right. So if you have a habit to quit everything that you do, You'll get the results that you get in life from quitting. So I think, you know, people got to go out there, crush, believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. Be humble. You know what I'm saying? Be humble by the experience. Have the humility and the love and the peace in your heart to continue to move forward. But last last point. Because yeah. we're, we're definitely going to do a part two now. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're definitely <laughs> okay, going to do a part yeah, two. Sure, I got you. But last point. Like, mm-hmm. what, what you're saying about people complaining. Right. What do you have to complain about? <laughs> like and, and I really I like I had to real like check like check myself like right. four hundred to trillion to one is yeah. your odds of being a human. Yeah. What do you got to complain about? Right. Like especially in the day and age we live now. Like if if you if money's what you want to do, you could work a nine to five, and then from five to one in the morning get it done on this thing. Right. Get it done on your phone. Yep. If you don't want that, there are other avenues. What, what you're doing as far as business, like yeah. if money's your thing, right? There's other ways to do it. Yeah. If if you want to spend more time, if you're working a lot, you want to spend more time with your kids. Well, take less money and, and spend more time with yeah. you. Know what yeah. I mean, like like, what do we have to complain about? Yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of people. I'll say myself. Prior to I I say the last two months, I've been in a solid rhythm. Prior to that, just complaining about everything, right? And for what? Mm-hmm. Like, didn't no nobody forced you to get that job? No. Nobody forced you to hang out with those people, right? Nobody forced you into this car, into this deal, exactly. into these relationships. Yeah. Like, start complaining. Like, it's just, it's 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 a the mentality, that kind of mentality breeds losing, mm-hmm. because it's always on someone else. Yeah, it always is, and I think you know when you take. The excuse from other people, and you, I mean, when you take the excuse from yourself and start passing the blame on other people, take the responsibility, number one, and the accountability, number two, 
out of your court and puts it into somebody else. So you always gonna be a person who the reason that you didn't make it was because of somebody else. The reason that you went to jail was because of somebody else. The reason that you know you have a bad family is because of somebody else. The and reason no one cares. No one cares. The only the only the only person who has control of that. Let me give you a good story first to help you understand how important perspective is in life. You know, people who complain for us, they just have a bad perspective on life. They don't wake up and realize that, man, it's a, it's a blessing to, to just breathe air. Like in this country, even though we live in America, man, it, it's not free to just breathe air here. Like, just if you ever need air, of course, you're going to have to go to the hospital and get an oxygen tank. It ain't free. You know, like just utilizing your fingers. Me being a football player, there's been times where, I'm, where my shoulder's been numb. You know, my leg or my knees been messed up, and it just makes you appreciate a kneecap. Like, mm-hmm. dang, I never knew how important it was my my, 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 tendon, my tendons were. Mm-hmm. I never knew that, you know, my patella, all these different things, you know, carry such a load. You know, and I think when people realize that it's the small things that God wants to give gratitude to, they won't have so much to complain about. Because you can't be happy. Like, Crutch, I want you to try to smile and complain at the same time. Okay, I'm not even gonna try. I know I can. <laughs> like, I know I can. You know, and too many people don't realize that the small things in life that you have to smile about every day is what creates the beauty in your life. And it was two brothers. One brother was a great success. Another brother was a lifer. You get me? That means that you're in prison for life. Mm-hmm. And they go to the first brother who's in prison and they ask him, you know, what do you say was the cause? You know, for you to be so destructive and, you know, so defiant and so arrogant. Like, what, what caused you to be, you know, to destroy, you know, pretty much everything? He's like, what do you expect, man? I had a father who did drugs. I had a mom who beat me. My, my situation growing up was not the best. Mm-hmm. What do you expect? So they take their notes. Boom. All right, we understand. The researchers go over to the brother who's highly successful. They're twin brothers. And they ask him, you know, well, man, we just sat down with your brother, and he kind of explained to us, you know, some of the backgrounds and the things that happened, and, and what was the one of the biggest reasons that was you that caused you to be so successful? He said, I mean, what do you expect? You know, <laughs> yeah. He said, what do you expect? You know, my 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 mom beat me. My dad was on drugs. Like growing up, my situation wasn't the best. Yeah. He said the same exact thing, like the same exact thing. That the same exact thing that took somebody else out was something that somebody else used as motivation to go up. And it was just as simple as a change of perspective, a change of awareness, a change of belief, mm-hmm. a change of realizing that, man, I'm a creator. My thoughts that I have actually going out to the universe and the things that you can't see come from the things, the things that you see come from the things that are unseen. And Crutch, I'm gonna show you where, where it is where people are losing their power. Me and you are going to say a word right now, crunch. But we're going to hear it, and we're going to speak it without saying anything. Okay, on three. I want you to say the word crunch, crunch, but I don't want you to say it. We're going to say it, though, and speak it. We're going to hear it, and we're going to speak it without saying it. So we're... I'm not going to say anything. We're not going to say it, but on three, we're going to say that word. Ready? One, two, three. We heard that word. Like, we heard crunch in your mind. You heard it, and you said it, but you didn't speak. So if you didn't speak, how can you hear it audibly with your ears? If you didn't say anything, how could you understand what you said? Where's that person? Who's that? What, where's that dimension right there? Where, what was that? How do human beings do stuff like that? Mm-hmm. That's called your subconscious. And whatever's deeply rooted in that, that subconscious is the thing that tells you this, Crutch. Man, that girl's really pretty. Your subconscious is that. It's your experiences. 
that you start creating to create your reality. Right. You with me? The past experience, you start talking to yourself about it. Make sure you go get that job. Man, you ain't looking for that job. Mm-hmm. You start talking, but what the person who has the subconscious, that person in them that says, "Man, you the best. You can win. You can do this. You gonna grow. You gonna this. You gonna do that." In life, the race doesn't always go to the stronger or faster man. In life, the person who wins is the person who believes that they can. It all starts with perspective. It all starts right. with belief. And you have to have that ability to affirm yourself especially in the times of trials and tribulations because you're going to come across them. Definitely. But trials and tribulations are meant to strengthen you. God's perspective is like what you said, Crush. You said, count them as joy. You, we not God, so it's really hard because we're going through human experience. But right. God says, count your trials and tribulations as joy for when your faith is tested. God is letting you know that I'm going to test you. Mm-hmm. Your, when your faith is tested, it will produce perseverance. And perseverance right. must run its course so it will mature in all areas lacking nothing. But people aren't persevering through it. People don't want to go through it. They don't want to see it. They want to see that instant gratification. And what happens is, precious, that even if you do get instant gratification, you won't be able to sustain it because you weren't equipped during that process to teach you what you need to do to keep this. Right. You're going to have it temporary, and then it's going to be gone. Gone. So, you know, that perspective, that shift in mentality, understanding that, man, what? My thoughts are things. Understanding you are self-aware. Understanding that, what? Man, I got to be happy about today. Mm-hmm. Because, Crutch, if I'm going to grow a business, you think I'm going to grow it, you know, being happy, I'm going to grow about it complaining and bitching and moaning and groaning. Right. Like, what kind of spirit do you need to be in? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you see a champion, they're in a the champion mindset. Yep. When you see a loser... Then a loser, loser mindset. mindset. You know, one Same. thing that we always said at APU is that winners win, losers lose. It's binary. <laughs> it is or it isn't. It is. So which one are you going to be? And I think too many people are taking their options away and giving them to other people and allowing them to reflect on you what they say you are. Right. And you don't realize that this person called you an eagle when you were a goldfish. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to fly when you really built to swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the biggest thing that, you know, I'll take from the crush. So I'm just really excited, man, to be up on the podcast with you. I'm really excited to see where God is going to take your business, man, and how he's going to grow your mindset and the different people that you're going to get to sit across from, the tables yeah. that you're going to be allowed to be amongst, man. I'm just excited. I'm excited, to, I'm excited to myself. This, I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Um, for everybody who, do, who doesn't know, uh, Andre, what's your what's your Instagram? Name? My Instagram is letmebe__dre11k. If you guys ever need some inspiration, yeah. uh, motivation, interested in, in some of the business opportunities that he has, uh, check him out. Shoot him a DM. Um, he's a really good guy. And, and uh, I'm just, again, very appreciative of you taking the time out um, to, to sit and chat it up for a little bit. Yeah. So until part two. Until part two, you guys. Hey, be blessed, man. Uh, we'll see you at the top because the bottom is too crowded. All right, y'all.